So a few more reflections uh, on what can be noticed with thoughts or working with thoughts. And I, I, I have to say this every time I teach this retreat. Um, especially early in the retreat, I need to point out or say that um, uh, these instructions that I'm offering, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, of doing that I'm suggesting here. You know, it's like relax, recognize that you're aware, receive, and exploring the attitude. Um, and, and pretty much everything else I say, I would say is more of a description of something you might be able to recognize than actually something to do. There are times when there may be, uh, needs to be a doing around something. If something's particularly sticky, like I said in the, in the um, earlier, I talked about a thought being particularly sticky. You know, that may be what is most obvious that the mind is just kind of stuck to the thought, but there may need to be a little doing to, s- to, to decouple yourself from that and direct the attention to something more like, well, how does it feel to be thinking this thought? So there's sometimes some doing in there, but much of what I describe or much of, much of what I'm offering in these mornings is, is more of a description of things you might notice than something to do. And Sayadaw actually says that a lot um, over and over again to me, to to many people, um, you know, I would be with him in a, in a group interview, a group in a group meeting, and he would offer something. I would describe my experience, and he'd say, "Well, see, you know, you might be able to notice this or notice this." And I'd go off and I'd try to do that, and I'd come back and I'd report. And he said, "Well, were you trying to do that?" I'd say, "Yeah." <laughs> I thought that's what you told me to do. He said, no, nothing. I say something for you to do. So that's kind of the, just remembering that, that is, I had to keep remembering that uh, as I was practicing with Sayadaw, that he's offering, and a lot of what I offer are descriptions of things that, that can be noticed. And partly it's the description mm, you know, it's like we, we are so swimming in the world of our minds. We are so swimming in there that we are often not um, not so cognizant of the way things happen. And so hearing how things happen in a mind, and I can do this because I've got a human mind too, and there's a lot of commonality between the way things happen in minds. And so hearing somebody describe this is how things can happen you might then begin to recognize, oh yeah, wow, I didn't know I had thoughts like that. Or I didn't know that when I, I heard a car, I saw an image of a car in my mind. There it is. Boom. So, so the, the descriptions of what we can notice can be supportive in helping you see things that might be happening. So it's more of an encouragement towards curiosity of, 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 of noticing. And so a couple of more reflections around thoughts. Um, in, uh, in our non-formal times of practice here, there will be times that you have to actually think. You know, doing your yogi job, doing your sangha service, you may need to read the instructions. You might be need to think of simple kind of thinking. You know, right, where did I put the vacuum? Or where do they store the the vinegar bottles, 
You know, you might need to think about that. You might need to actually have those thoughts and um, you do need to have those thoughts in order to, we need to think to live our lives. And so one possibility or way to explore um, thoughts in that way, and it's a great place for exploration because that's a time we have to have thinking. I mean, it's like we have to have those thoughts in order to function. You know, if we didn't, if we didn't have those thoughts at some level, then we wouldn't, find the vinegar bottle. It just wouldn't happen. And so thoughts are necessary. And if we have the idea that I can't be mindful while thinking, or those kinds of thoughts are kind of off limits, then there's vast chunks of our daily life and times in our day where we cannot, when we we would not think we could be mindful. And so um, there's a, a possibility of exploring this that you know you're thinking, and that you also know what you're doing while you're thinking. Sayadaw sometimes talks about a 50-50 mindfulness. That 50% of the attention on what you're doing, the thoughts, what, what's happening, the content essentially of our lives. And, and work meditation is a great place to explore this, because we have to attend to the content where do I vacuum? What have I vacuumed already? We, we have to be aware of that. We need to be attending to that. And so 50% of the awareness taking that part in, the content, and 50% of the attention on how you are while that's happening. And doing our work meditations, it might be really simple. It's like, hmm, the mind feels a little bit busy or scattered or calm or at ease. It, so it might be kind of simple how we are with it. But it also can have some complexity depending on what the content is. You know, it might be, um, you know, this, this kind of exploration we can also do around sticky thoughts. It's like, yeah, I know I'm thinking about this situation that happened three weeks ago and it's kind of sticky and yet I am able to be aware and boy am I feeling all of the charge of that again. It's like, okay, 50% of the attention knows you're thinking those thoughts and 50% of the attention can know the charge can know that experience. And so that, that sense of, you know, that, I think that, that uh, mnemonic or that idea or that just tag, 50-50 mindfulness, can be a helpful tool for us, especially in the in-between times. And then there's a kind of thought that... Um, can kind of be in the background. It's almost like just a narration, a background chatter. And this kind of thinking can be happening and it also can be below, often can be below the level of our conscious awareness. And this kind of background chatter, we're just kind of narrating. Often we're just like describing our day. And this kind of thinking is often so habitual that it is not going to go away when you notice it. Kind of, it kind of gets, it's, it's, it's kind of stunning at times, you know. I remember at one point on a three-month course, I started seeing these kinds of thoughts. I walked into, walked into the bathroom upstairs at IMS. She walked into the room. <laughs> I turned on the light. She turned on the light. Really? 
<laughs> really? Those thoughts? I have to tell myself what I'm doing? And yet, and yet this is, this, we do these things. And I happened to do it in the third person. It was kind of interesting. Um, sometimes it might be you. It might be second person or it could be first person. So just, you know, how, how, however it happens. Any ca- in any case, there, there can be this just like present moment description of experience that, that we begin to notice. It's like the story of me, who I am, what I do, where I go. And that can begin to be revealed. Um, just let, you know, you, you can just like notice that in the background, you know, 50-50 awareness can be useful there too. It's like, yeah, notice that. This, this kind of background chatter, you know, that kind of background thinking um, can be a place where it's almost like we have what Joseph sometimes calls more or less mindfulness. That, that if the background chatter is kind of taking up mindfulness or taking up oh, uh, cycles without being aware of it. It's like we've got, you know, some, it's, it's kind of like we're a little bit aware, but we're kind of involved in this thinking in the background. But, but there is some awareness there. And sometimes I'd say in that more or less mindful space, sometimes it's that background chatter that we're not consciously recognizing. It's not, it's not, it's not really being clearly, clearly known or clearly seen. So just just another pointing to something that might be possible to see and experience. So Nisha, would you like to add anything about thoughts? Anything you'd like to know? Okay. <laughs>